Boom Shakalaka. And welcome to Rambly Ups. I am your host. Dude, I've been listening. Hi, welcome to Rumble Lips. <laughs> I've been listening to this uh, serial killer podcast called the Serial Killer Podcast. And, um, wow, in- inventive name, I know. Um, but sometimes it doesn't have to be called uh, taking a stab at it or whatever the fuck. It doesn't have to have a quirky name. But uh, the dude is Norwegian, uh, the host, and that you want to talk about a fucking accent baby mama those accents are i mean sometimes he's like today we're talking about the atlanta child murders uh, it's so crazy he's like they think that in atlanta i mean it just sounds like somebody who's constantly like i don't know fighting a fucking burp Hi, welcome to Rumble Lips. I am the man who doesn't need to do an intro, who just fucking starts talking in a Norwegian accent. I am Rand Barnaclow. The dude's name is Thomas Viborg Thune. <laughs> uh, my name is Rand Barnaclow, and this is the fucking podcast you subscribe to. If you don't subscribe to it, I mean, at this point, fuck off. You know, like, I mean, what's it going to take? It, it, I've literally tried everything <laughs> with this podcast to be like, like and subscribe. I It's to a point now where I'm doing it in spite of the people who aren't subscribing. And it's, you know, whatever. People got lives. But this, is this unfortunately, is the one I chose. You know, I think about this a lot. I'm, I'm like, it, it's not even, I like that there's about 300 listeners to Rumble Lips. But I thought, you know. There would be, because I'm no one. I mean, why would this podcast ever bust? I'm nobody. My listeners, I'm sure you dudes, I'm sure you dudes and you girls, the lipsters, have told their friends like, oh, if you like podcasts, uh, my uh, this comic in Cincinnati or my friend or whatever has this podcast called Rumble Lips. I'm sure you've told people. If you haven't, shame on you. But if if you're telling people like, oh, yeah, he has a podcast. It's funny. I like it. It isn't gaining any traction, okay? I don't know what to do. I'm not paying any money to take out ads. This is the problem I have, and I think about this shit all the time. As a comedian, I only want to be good at stand-up comedy, and I'm not taking some bullshit principled stance. I'm saying, like, I only want to do stand-up, and, of course, we can't right now for 
obvious reasons. But it's like I the only thing I want is to do stand up, right? I can't do that right now. And when I get the fucking inkling every week or every week and a half, every two weeks to do a podcast and I do a podcast, I'm happy with it when it's done. And I go, man, I should do those more. And then it, I, I just don't think to to like stack them and record a bunch because you need to like experience. I need to have outward experiences. And so because I'm not just like everyone else, I can't just sit in this apartment and go, well, my walls are still asylum white. You know what I mean? It doesn't make for an interesting podcast. It doesn't make for any and nobody. Nobody gives a shit about that kind of stuff. So. I tried to make the jazz album, but I looked at it. I'm like, yo, if if two percent of the people that listen to Rumble Lips for free signed up for the Patreon at five dollars a month, if two percent of my listeners, I would be I would be chilling. I'd be fine. Isn't that that's fucking crazy? Because the Norwegian guy on the murder podcast, it says if one percent of his listeners signed up for the Patreon, um like he'll make more or something like he he like holds the people hostage but i'm just like if two percent of the lipsters signed up for the patreon it would be i would be like oh i just pay my rent off my podcast and i'm uh and then i can make money doing stand-up so i can buy food and shoes and that i it's just so insane but it's like I was looking into how to build a podcast and I just got so bored. I'm like, what am I, a fucking nerd? I'm like looking at like, how do, you, how do I build a one-man podcast? I'm like Googling it. I'm like, I don't care. I started looking at Instagram like with those, like with that, that like De Niro-esque disgust. You know, like I see, I, 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 I want people to know, comics especially, you have to know. That what you're doing is completely fucking transparent on Instagram, okay? Posting pictures, making everything about yourself, redoing videos to make you look like you're always fucking killing, uh, and 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 like try like follow me or or sign up for this. It's like, dude, I understand why two percent of my listeners don't do this, don't sign up for my Patreon. It's because it's like. I want everybody to know who signs up for Patreon. I am so appreciative. And I don't want I don't want that kind of I don't want to portray that kind of uh fame hungriness that I see in a lot of my peers. It's fucking weird, dude. It is so weird to get on a podcast and be like, "Yo, let me get If Rumble Lips had 10,000 listeners, 10,000 subscribers and 10,000 members of the Patreon. Sure, I'd be rich beyond my wildest dreams. But also, <laughs> it's like $50,000 but if everybody signed up for 5. But but sure I sure I would be I would be so psyched, right? No, it's like it's like 500,000. What am I talking about? Who gives a shit? I don't know about math. What am I? What is this? What is this an arithmetic podcast? But I but I was I'm I don't like I don't think if there was a mass hysteria out of nowhere for rumble lips that I would make any more and I wouldn't be consistent. <laughs> it would just stay the same. You just got to like me for me and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you don't, I get it. Okay. 
But would I listen if I was not a comic and I liked somebody's comedy and they were as inconsistent as me? I would actually probably be more psyched when a podcast or a something came out. That's why I don't post on Instagram like every day. If, if you look at my fucking actual posts, like I'll do a story or something because those go away in a day. But let's see when the last time I posted on Instagram was. I mean, Rumble Lips. Forget about it. But let me see. Uh, let me see my page. Here we go. I posted. Uh, the date is January 19th. And I posted on Instagram a funny video still of uh, these promos that I can never release of me and Sam Talent. And I said, I love you, Samuel T. And that was on January 8th. And before that, it was December 6th. So I post, and before that, it was November 21st. All right, well, before that was November 7th. So I'm good for every three weeks to a month, I post an actual post. I mean, it's like, you know, I put on my story. This is the other thing I realized, too. It's it, from from a long time ago. Am I screaming? Whatever. From a long time ago. I See, I do podcasts so little, I don't even know how to set my fucking levels. Um and say it in the same tone, Rand, so it's so annoying. From a long time ago, I uh, I realized that people oft, oft, jeez, I realized that people oft, from a long time ago, I realized that people oft just keep saying it over and over, and then for some reason, you hear a heartbeat monitor, and it just goes flat. I um, I noticed that it used to be like, it was cool to be fans of shit, you know, that like shit that entertained you, like especially on the local level, like when I first started stand up there, there were people that would just be and there's a couple holdouts. There's a couple good people that come to the shows and they're like, you're, oh, man, I, I fucking, you know, I remember when you did this bit or whatever. They just talk to you and now they've become our friends looking at you, the mongoose and shout out to fucking Brandon Day. Brand, I was in Bloomington, Indiana, featuring for Mike Cronin, whose album is going to fucking Kill. It's going to, dude, it's, he's so funny. He's like unbelievably funny. He gets funnier every time we do stand up together. I'm always like, damn, where, when did you start doing that joke? Whatever. He, Cronin is so fucking funny and he's the best hang. I love him so much. His album's going to rip. But Brandon Day shows up to Bloomington. I'm like, dude, what's up? And then, like a fucking weirdo, ghost in the night, he just leaves after the show. It's like, you know, you hear comics like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to hang out. I wanted to hang out with Brandon Day, dude. Um, the guy fucking rules. So so thanks for coming, dude. And I, w- I was just the feature, but he listens to me and Cronin's podcast, Mr. Cheeks, too, I think, or whatever. Um, pound off in the DMs <laughs> and say, 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 uh, say your experience. Um, but, yeah, it, it's like. It used to be cool, like you would you if you liked a comic. Then it got into this thing where all comics, I guess, because it's just see, I'm just sussing this out. Is this podcast annoying? Whatever. Um, I'm just sussing this out in my mind. It got to this point where comics were so competitive with each other, which I don't know why, because everybody's different, right? I don't do the same jokes as my friends, in the same style as my friends, and they and vice versa. But comics get this weird thing like they got this or she got this or he got this and I didn't. And it gets to this thing where it's like 
all this ego checking shit and i i just i don't fucking get it and i've always if i like a comic even locally for example i love tyrone hawkins i think tyrone hawkins is one of the funniest fucking people that has ever lived if tyrone hawkins had a patreon i would subscribe to it Rand, do you subscribe to any other patreon yes i do but it's like i but but it's like other comics especially new comics they see shit and they're like no, I don't like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, and it, they they don't not like it because it's not good. They don't like it because they don't want to look like a fucking loser being a fan of something. It's it's so weird. And that now it's starting to bleed into everyone. Like everyone on Instagram thinks because they post something on Instagram and they get a hundred likes, like they're famous in their town. So now they think, well. I'm a bartender at the cool. Well, this is an example. I'm I'm not saying anybody because if I said somebody in particular, I just say their fucking name at this point. I don't give a shit. But they're like, oh, I you know I'm a fucking bartender or I'm a tattoo artist in in town and people are I I have more followers than this comedian, so they should follow me before I follow them, and then I'll never like one of their posts. And it's like, what is the point? What 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 is the point here? I don't want to do this fucking bullshit with I don't like placating into this new thing of like the way you the way you get anything is through an app. It's like, oh, he blew up on Instagram. Now look, that doesn't translate into selling tickets like, OK, for example, for a wild example, my friend Brendan Ayer, you guys know Brendan. Shout out to Brendan. He just had a baby. Uh, congratulations. I featured for Brendan a couple places. He and I are friends. We talk on the phone. Da, 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 da. That guy has like 5 million views on a video clip of his stand-up. And he said it hasn't translated into anything. Not a ticket. Nothing. It's because now TikTok is showing us that you can have like, dude, I have 35 hundred views or something on and i know that's not a lot for tiktok but see that's what's crazy because if i had a video that had 3500 views or a post that had 3500 likes people would be like what the fuck on instagram but on tiktok i have 3500 views on me singing a song about lava and um nothing that's like super low compared to like i said like brendan or uh, like a kid doing a backflip next to a chevy chevy charger or whatever it's like it doesn't it's it's tiktok is showing us that it doesn't like all that shit the likes and like the views and shit it literally doesn't matter and we're still all hung up on it there are people that have literally done stand-up comedy in cincinnati and have never made me crack a smile on stage that have like 65,000 views on them being like, well, I just I just ordered a hot dog in the mail. And then they open up an envelope and it's a hot dog. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me, dude. All I want to do is talk into a microphone on a stage and ask people if they if they know that they have dead eyes, and that's all I want to do. And I don't care about the, the man. This is a ranting ass rumble lips. I need to chill out and do like bits and be like, what's up with John Wayne Gacy or whatever the fuck. But I'm just saying, 
I just want to spout off about something because life is a nightmare and now I want to get out my aggressions into your fucking ears. Um, am I spiking? No, because I'm pacing around my apartment. I'm not even like looking at the computer. Um, it, I don't know, dude. It's just the more I think about it, the less I fucking care. And I never thought I'd be one of those guys. I always used to be like, well, that kind of shit's a tool. And you know what? I use Instagram when I have a funny thought or I do that little character with the unibrow that people are always like, do more of that retarded guy. First of all, he's not. Okay. And second of all, stop DMing me that word. All right. It's, it's, it's bad. Stop saying it to me. Um, it's my character that I created. I didn't make the filter. Anybody can do it. But I will tell you, as per the character, he's a member of Mensa. He just has his, he, that's just the way he talks. Okay. So now that, now some of you who are DMing me to do and saying that word, that guy, he's not. He is a very smart, very, uh, very accomplished in the f- field of science. He's just having a good time. And that's what the character is. Now, I'm clearing that up. And I'm quoting. I'm not saying it by my... And also that. You know I'm not saying that word to be shitty. Which is crazy that I even have to... Whatever. So, I just... I, I want to I do the podcast. And I don't want a lot. What if this whole thing was a Patreon pitch? Um, it's not, though. Do whatever you want with your money. If you like me, do it. Mongoose, I'm, DM me when you'll be around so I can drop off your fucking pin. I I mean, I have it. I, I don't want it to seem like I forgot about you. I haven't forgot about you. The one time in a month that I got to go do stand-up comedy, I just went and did it. And let me tell you something about the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. It It's good. It's a really good club. It's a great club, as a matter of fact. The club is cool. The staff rules. Uh, the way they go about shows is great. I, I had a blast, and uh, I hope I get to go back. And there's a there's a taco truck right out front or right around the corner from that place called Pilly's Party Taco. And let me fucking tell you something. If you ever go to Bloomington and you don't eat at Pilly's Party Taco, it's the best Mexican food I've ever had. That's it. That is that is the declarative statement. It's the best Mexican food I've ever had. I did I did maybe see Cronin said I bricked the toilet, but I did eat Mexican food all day every day. But I, I couldn't stop eating at this place. It was like inexpensive and it was so fucking good. But let me tell you something. Cronin put on Instagram that I clogged the toilet. But if you've ever looked at, if you've ever known Mike Cronin, not looked at, if you've ever known Mike Cronin, the one thing you'll know about Mike Cronin is he takes 40 minute pipe bursting shits. Okay. And when I got to the hotel, he was like, I just took a big old shit. Right. And then seven hours later, I went to take my little rabbit shit that I take. And all of a sudden. The clean pools of the toilet paper wouldn't go down, all right? It took it took down the piss, it took down the mierda, and it took down the 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 dirty toilet paper, but it left just the clean check wipe toilet paper in there, which was fine. So but Cronin's like, oh god damn it, you you know, you wrecked the toilet. I'm like, guy, you shit 
a, a bocce ball into there 12 minutes before I walked in the door, okay? I'm pretty sure it was a tag team effort. Guy blamed me. <laughs> Mike Cronin is fantastic. Our uh, our podcast, Mr. Cheeks, is coming back. His album is going to be called Thick Worm, and I'm telling you, it is going to fucking rule. It's going to rule. And as a matter of fact... Um, I don't want to say anything too quick because I haven't got the audio yet, but uh, I'm going to be releasing a couple new audio tracks on my Spotify. Uh, Not a banana tape volume two, but maybe something like, you know, the face shield chronicle or something. Because I performed in a face shield and it was, dude, it was so weird. And like the comedy attic is like great. It's like so it's like. He, uh, the guy, the the dude that runs it, the owner Jared, he put up this thing, a video before the show starts. He's like, "Listen, if you don't want to wear a mask, there's the exit." I mean, it's pretty good. It's not. It's and it, also it's not like aggressive. It's not like it doesn't ruin the show that's about to start. He's just very straightforward about it, and it's like it, it actually is like, "Wow, okay." I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever got up and been like, "Well, fuck this liberal shit," but. Uh, it, it was great. Like he, he, like he just puts it out there. He's like, he, that's not the, also, that's not the end of the video. He's not like wear a mask or leave it, it. You know, he, he says it in a way better way than I just said it. But so it's like that video comes down and then he plays some stand up clips and you know, you know, it's going to be a good show when, um, people are laughing at the upcoming clips. One of them was Brendan air and dude, Brendan airs clip was killing. I can't imagine what he's going to fucking do when he gets there in two weeks. Um, so, so we're like, whatever, we're like hanging out and we're at the club. I just lost my train of thought. What the fuck was I just saying? Oh, so th- they're like, we want you to perform with face coverings on because not only if you're in the crowd, do you have to wear a mask the entire time unless you're actively drinking or eating? Uh, but he wants the performers to wear a mask too, which is great. Made me feel super safe. That, that's like a good thing. So I, I asked Cronin, I was like, can we wear face shields? And then he asked, and uh, Jared was like, yeah, go ahead, wear face shields. So they can see your face. So we wore face shields. And, dude, I I wore a face shield that said face shield across the front of it. Which, you know, <laughs> I covered up with the with my hat, with my beanie. So then it looked like I just had a giant head. And uh, I'm doing... I'm doing stand-up. I mean, I said some shit about it, but, like, I'm doing stand-up, and I like the face shield. You know, you put the mic under it. I'm just sitting there talking to the mic. I got the face shield down, and I'm doing stand-up, and I'm, do- I'm you know, I'm doing well. I'm, like, getting I'm getting into my shit. And uh, at one point, just the reflection from the lights, the stage lights, into the face shield I could look into my own eyes from the reflection of the face shield as I'm telling jokes. And, dude, it was like it it was honestly one of the most terrifying things. And then after I saw it the, the one time and it was like it happened in the first show. I'm like, so anyway, my dad's dumb or whatever. And I like looked directly into my eyes and. Just an inner monologue was like, stop looking into your own eyes. And then I'm like, you know, then I'm like, caveman or whatever. And I'm like, stop looking into your own eyes. And, dude, I stared into my own eyes as I did jokes. And let me tell you something. There, 
I don't like that. I don't. I don't like seeing myself. Because then you feel like I just felt like such a fucking facade. I was like, look at you. You're looking into your own eyes and you're just, you know, it's like so it was so weird. I was like, who do you think you who are you? You know, I was having like an existential crisis on the first show. I like didn't know who I was. And it was it was very odd. And then I just couldn't stop doing it for the rest of the week. I'd I forgot like, you know, Saturday early show. I like forgot about that I looked into my own eyes while I told stand while, while I told stand up. Well, I told stand up if he didn't feed his kids, I was going to call chopper sex services. I forgot that I looked into my own eyes and then I did it on Saturday and it was a new shocking revelation that I looked into my own eyes again. I was like, "Oh, forgot I could do that." And then I couldn't stop. So that's the only drawback of doing comedy in a face shield. In a mask, people can't really, if people have a hard time connecting with you and they can't read your lips, that's strange. But in a face mask, you can look into your own eyes and have a full-on mental breakdown while you're doing uh, your craft. <laughs> craft. People that think stand-up is a craft, I mean, how my character on Instagram stories are they? You know what I mean? Smart. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like people that people that are like, yeah, comedy is uh, one of the one of the greatest art forms. And it's like, dude, shut up. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, I guess it's true. You do have twenty four thousand Instagram followers. That is so fucking crazy to me. You know what? I was talking about this and I'm not sorry that this one's ranty. But I was I was talking about this. I think I was talking about this with Lee. Is I um I was watching I I, I was watching old stand up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, where? Why is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was high, and I was just watching stand up to kind of watch. I I often a little thing a little thing about a little bit about me is I'll watch old videos of great public speakers not even really doing speeches like interviews and shit um but doing speeches as well because i'm like is that like a is that like a learned thing like i'll watch inside the actor's studio and i don't want to hear all that pompous like fucking like well i when i'm method acting i'm just talking about i i want to see like philip seymour hoffman the way he would like talk about his performance and then you watch his performance and you're like man that guy was fucking great you know what i mean i just wonder like martin luther king stuff like that like how uh how if that's inherited or if they're using if, if i mean martin luther king's passion was obviously not like he he's a bad example because like he was he was passionate and and but i but the thing i look about uh, Martin Luther King is how engaging he was you know what I mean and like how fucking how he could just basically like work a crowd you know what I mean like and he didn't have to work but you know what I'm saying I just wonder if like that 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 engage that engagedness is like a thing that's I don't know in any way manufactured I'm looking to see how how these people and we're off MLK now. How how great public speakers could do that? You know what I mean. Um, so I so I was watching old stand up, and I'm watching like old stand up, like Carlin um, and Rodney Dangerfield and 
I, I never understood the thing with Sam Kinison, what, what the draw was, because he was just a guy that would, like, scream. But I noticed with Sam Kinison, and I noticed with Andrew Dice Clay, these dudes back back in the day, like the 70s and 80s, they wanted to be rock stars. You know what I mean? Like, Sam Kinison wore a big coat and, like, a leather hat and walked out on stage with girls in, like, chainmail bikinis to like rock music he had a music video with motley Crue and shit and he was a fat ugly man i mean let's not make any bones about it george carlin wasn't a real looker you know he was a skinny dude that looked like everybody's uncle uh he was bald with a ponytail which is a look i'm cultivating right now but he what it's like they were ugly fat you know some of carlin wasn't fat but it was like they, they, but they were like, you know, Andrew Dice Clay wanted to be a fucking rock star. He was just like a Brooklyn guy with a pompadour that smoked cigarettes and called ladies whores. And people were like, but their persona was they wanted to be these rock stars. And it's like, comics don't do that anymore because rock star shit is dumb. You know, it's like, oh yeah. Can you imagine if I went up on stage looking how I look and I was dressed like fucking scott wyland from stone temple pilots and i was like what's up everybody like threw up the horns and shit and you know it would just people would be like what the fuck is wrong with that guy but i know the new rock star in comedy what it is is every comic is not every but a lot of comics want to be sexy it's like they want to be hot like hype beast hot like you know what I mean? Like guys wearing like fucking skinny jeans. And I fall into the shoe thing fine. I've always been a shoe boy. But like, they're, you know, dudes that wear like fifth, you know, $500 outfits with like, with like rare Jordans from StockX. And they go up and they're like, so uh, they never lose either in their act. They always, they always win. You know what I mean? They're always like, and that's when I told that lady that she was wrong. And they expect people to like clap. But it's like, guy, number one, you have abs. Number two, you can't say you win, also have muscles, and be dressed cooler than everybody I've ever seen. It just doesn't fucking work. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes to watch a guy who's a winner get on stage and also win at stand-up. It's, it's, something, it's something like humanly it's like a human reaction. It's like, well, fuck this piece of shit. He's better than everybody or she, whatever. So I was watching this old stand up. I'm like, man, fuck this sexy boy, sexy girl comedy shit. I'm going to be ugly. So I'm going to grow a ponytail. I'm never going to get my teeth fixed and I'm starting to eat cake again. <laughs> Cause the best comics are fat and the best comics are ugly and the best comics are Man, <laughs> what if that's how the podcast ended? Just some crazy like, welp, I guess Rumble Lips is a men's rights podcast. What if that's how it, that would be so insane? Um, no, but no, but besides that last part, I really think comics should stop focus on being sexy and write better fucking jokes. That's all. That's all. That's the only conclusion I got to. Is I was like, I need to stop thinking about if I have cool pants on and if my shirt says like, you know, I'm just going to start wearing black hoodies and well, I'm, ne I'm never going to not wear good shoes. Okay. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, I started wearing boots and I've never had boots and the baby for Christmas got me a pair of Doc Martens 
some black Doc Martens. And I got to say, originally with, with, I was like, still jury's out on these. But you know what, dude? I've been running them and I fucking like them. Cause I never wore, I was never a boots guy. I was always a, I was always like the dude that was like, I want the shoes that I couldn't afford when I was a boy. But now, dude, I'm like psyched. I'm a boots guy now, dude. And not hiking boots, all right? I'm not t- tapping a tree and sucking out the sugar. I'm wearing boots, dude. I'm wearing dockies. And let me tell you something. They say they're super comfortable. Um, mine are pretty good. I polished them. <laughs> yeah, dude. I sat there and I, and I went to I went to the mall and uh, I wore a mask and 10 face shields and my hazmat suit. And I had a giant cord going to the Prius that pumped in pure COVID-free oxygen. And I went to the mall and I got a Doc Martens leather. Let me see what's this say. Wonder Wonder Balsam. And uh, this shit is doobin. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's like some shit you rub on the boots and then they like, I don't know, they don't get rained on. Uh, rain simply can't touch them. And um, no, I just, I, I. I like took care of them. I'm like looking at them. I'm like, man, I've actually never hit a pair of Knight's boots. So I'm wearing my Knight's boots, dude. And they're pretty, they're pretty sick. Now, I know I can't put, uh, I, I did Google what do Doc Martin laces mean. And so I think I'm just going to run the regular stock laces because uh, a lot of them have a lot of white power stuff when they're in Doc Martens. So, you know, never switch the color of your laces. But I am running them, and I'll tell you what—I like them. I, I'm a I'm I'm a boot convert, dude. I used to be all Air Max, all Nike, and I got a couple pair of Vans, and I got and I got a a, a couple a nice pair of Doc Martens, and I gotta say I gotta say I'm I'm a boots guy now, dude. I'll I'll run them, especially in the winter. And you know what? Don't think in the summer I might go boots and shorts. <laughs> I might <laughs> I might go. Full boots and shorts. I might get those rubber boots. I've been thinking about being a butcher again. I might get the rubber boots, and I might wear boots and shorts, dude. I might bring back that butcher joke. I've been thinking about. I, I've been thinking about applying to get a job as a butcher. How sick would that be? I just remember that. Uh, remember that, like anybody. I used to do this joke where I'd be like, I was a butcher at a grocery store. And I always thought it was weird that anybody would ask me any questions, like where's the bathroom, considered I was the only person in the grocery store covered in blood. You know, standing ovation, people would stop, throw rocks through the windows, I'd get carried out, I needed a police escort. It was a great joke. (laughs) It was that good. I'd need a police escort. And you know what else? I'm sizing down my hats. There's only a couple hats a, um, a person needs. You need a couple different color beanies, and you need a couple baseball hats. I, I got to stop getting hats. I got 40 hats over here. I just need to start going, nah, I don't need that. I also got too many coats. I'm realizing that I have too many coats. I have too many coats for one man. I don't have enough body. And you know what? I, I got I got four Carhartt coats. Of all different style, which I will keep. But let me tell you something. You know how they told me to break in this Carhartt coat? I bought this Carhartt coat off of Facebook Marketplace um, a little while ago. And uh, first of all, did I tell you this swindle? I, I Because I don't do this podcast consistently enough, I forget what swindles I've talked to y'alls about. 
But I, I went I went and I saw the size of this guy's house and he wanted eighty five dollars for a like a hundred and twenty dollar Carhartt coat. It was brand new with the tags. He had the receipt. And I looked at him after I saw his house and I said, uh, how about I give you sixty bucks? And he went, Okay, that's cool. So I gave him sixty bucks and the thing's stiff. I mean this this fucking beefcake's never worn it. So I take it so I so I Google how do I break in a Carhartt coat and they're like Put two cups of white vinegar into a washing machine. Let your coat soak for two hours after it's in the agitation cycle. Then rinse and let your coats and and then wash your coat until um, the vinegar smells out of it. Right. So I did that. And the coat still stands up on its own. It looks like fucking Doctor Strange's cape. I mean, the thing is fucking insanity. So I go. I, I went to the Carhartt store because I was gonna get. I I was gonna get gloves. And I go to the Carhartt store and I'm like, Hey, do you guys know just how to break in a Carhartt coat? And some fucking guy. Now I've had one of my Carhartt coats for, uh, and I'm not. Uh, this is no exaggeration. Twenty two years and it's great. It's still warm. It, it it doesn't stand up on its own. It's the, uh, my green Carhartt coat I've had for 20-something years. I've had for like 21 years. No, wait a second. 22. Okay, I've had it for 15 years. Okay, this one Carhartt coat I've had for 15 years. So, and it, and it's nice. It's great. It's it's actually soft now. It's a little, it's, it's not really beat up, um, but it's great. And then I bought it, uh, and then I have a chore coat Carhartt coat that's broken in it's probably 10 15 years old so i got these two carhartt coats that are nice but then i got this black one that i really like but it just doesn't fucking dude it's like it's like in one solid thing and so i go how do you guys think how do you guys think you could break in a coat you know you figure you ask the guy at carhartt because maybe the guy at carhartt's like actually we sell this bottle of stuff that you put into the washing machine you wash your carhartt and it agitates it enough and, and breaks open the fibers maybe i thought maybe right I mean, you're a giant company that sells the stiffest workwear known to man. Maybe you would make a fucking thing like like this Wonder Balsam from Doc Martens or Dubin. Maybe you would make a fucking thing that you put in the washing machine and that, that breaks the coat down and makes it soft. Maybe. Because you know what? Carhartt sells pants that are called Wash Duck that are nice and soft but made out of that canvas Carhartt material. So maybe you'll do that to a coat. But no, I asked them, hey, excuse me, how do you break in a Carhartt coat? And some fucking wiseacre from across the room goes, you wear it for 20 years and and then you die or something. And I said, go fuck yourself. I was so, I was like, what? And he said, I didn't yell at him. I said, what? He goes, you wear it, you wear it for 20, you wear it every day for 20 years. And I said, (laughs) I mean, I I was just like, I mean, you know, those guy old men, old men cannot wait to say some fucking whack shit when you ask for anything. This is the problem with this is why men in general never ask for help. You know what I mean? Men in general will never be like it's the old trope of like uh, when when a man asks for directions. People are like, well, what are you, a lady? That doesn't make sense. You're just asking somebody. You're asking somebody from that part of town. I mean, we don't have to ask for directions now because we got GPS. But, I mean, can you imagine being so, so toxically masculine that you're like, I don't use GPS. I still use the stars. It's like, dude, 
Stop fucking doing that man shit. That's like, it's like whenever a guy's like, I don't know, man. I tried to, like, when we were building the stage at Go Bananas, some old man just walked up and he was like, oh, how you you doing it wrong? I forget what he said, but it threw me into an internal rage that was like, am I the son of Sam? You know what I mean? I was like, what is happening? I like the guy just he said something like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. And it's like, yeah, man, because you just showed up. It's like, of course, you wouldn't have done it that way. Judging by you, what you would have done is eaten five fucking Big Macs and fallen asleep for 30 years. That's what you would have fucking done. You know what I mean? It's like these fat old men get out of their trucks and tell you you constructed something wrong after you've worked for an extended period of time. And it's like, yeah, dude, I know you wouldn't have done it that way. I also wouldn't have married the pig you married. You know, you can't say stuff to these people the way they say it to you. You think just because you wouldn't have built a thing the way I built a thing, it makes you fucking better than me? Guy, you you got fucking stains on your shirt. You're a disheveled old man. Go be a disheveled old man. Go drink a fucking Bud Light and be racist somewhere. But stop telling me how to build a thing. Or stop telling me to wear a Carhartt for 20 years and then fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Every old man that, if they have the need to interject, should just think to themselves, oh man, maybe somebody's asking something that doesn't involve me and my stupid fucking joke in public. You know who doesn't do that ever? Old women. If I said, how do you break in a Carhartt coat? And they went, ah, man, you just kind of got to, you kind of got to wear it. Some people hang them up outside. That's what the guy ended up telling me after the old man piped up. The guy goes, sometimes people hang them up, hang them up outside for like a month and just flip them on the hanger every couple of days uh, let the sun beat them up in the weather. If they get rained on, that's good. If it's super cold, that's good. It'll freeze it, and then the temperature change. It kind of start breaking them down, but you got to hang them up so like mice can't get into them. That's what the guy said. He didn't say wear it every day and work it. Wear it every day for twenty years, brother. He didn't say that. Old women would never do that. If I was like, how do you break in a Carhartt coat to like an older woman? How do you break in a Carhartt coat? Mm, I don't know. Some people hang them up outside. And, you know, be like, you know what? Carhartt should make some stuff that put in a washing machine and break them down. Oh my god, that is such a good idea. They should do that. And then I would leave there and been like, wow, that is. I really maybe that lady will say something to a higher up. You know, of course that never happens, but that. An old man being like, wear it every day. Instead of me walking out, if I did that to an old lady, and I was like, yeah, they should invent a thing. And she was like, you know what? You're right. That's a really good idea. Instead of making me feel good, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go outside and find that old man and hit him with my fucking car. That's what I wanted to do. Join the Patreon. Rumble Lips. Pin RumbleLips.com. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Rumble Lips. Uh, get in the Patreon. $5, $10, $15, whatever you want to do. Um, all of the bonus goes into um, its own separate thing. I'm going to put out uh, my Comedy Attic tracks there first um, before they hit Spotify for free. 
I'm going to put those out to the listeners so you guys can hear those new tracks as soon as I get them done. As soon as I get the tracks and then I edit them, I will put them in Patreon so you can listen to some of my new jokes. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't even know what's usable from it. But if I don't put it on Spotify, it'll be in Patreon. doesn't matter. You get them first. Um, also, my uh, How Was Your Set 12-Minute Smash Pack is on the Patreon. And um, my uh, my jazz album, <laughs> the Rumble Lips Jazz album, who, for some reason, a lot of you guys liked it, which is crazy. A lot of you, I have five patrons. Tell your friends. Tell them to get in the Patreon. Tell your friends to be a fan of something and let them decide to get in the Patreon. Tell everyone. Tell people you know. Share the podcast. How about that? Fuck it. Who gives a shit? If you're a comic and you listen to this and you like it, it's not going to make me a fucking egomaniac. It's going to make me go, damn, man, thank you for fucking supporting your boy. Because you know what? Some of y'all got podcasts and you never have been like, will you share this? And I will never send you a message and go, you should share this. Just share the podcast. Tell people, hey, man, you should listen to Rumble Lips. If you're a comic or if you're a person that doesn't want me to know that you listen to Rumble Lips and you want to get in the Patreon, you can change your fucking name in Patreon. Nobody knows. I don't even know who my patrons are. I know some of them are because they'll just put their straight up name on there. But you can join with a different name. Five bucks a month. It's a cup of coffee. It would be like if we went and got coffee and you said, I got this one. That's what the Patreon is. Tell your friends. Tell your Mimo. Actually, don't tell your Mimo. Don't tell your people. And don't tell somebody I, that would not like it. Really, be like, man, do you listen to podcasts? Whatever. Just drop it. How, do, how does anybody ever learn anything about podcasts? Just tell somebody, I like this podcast. It fucking rules. It's called Rumble Lips. I'd appreciate it. And maybe those people will listen to a couple episodes and go, damn, I want to join that Patreon. I want to hear that jazz album. I want to get that. I want to get that Spotify shit. I want to listen, watch that comedy thing, because I'm still putting shit in the Patreon. I'm not going to stop. I'm a one man fucking gang out here. So all right, get in the Patreon. Tell your friends. Patreon.com/slash/RumbleLips. Like and subscribe. Leave me a review. Leave me a five star review. I've literally never said that. Maybe I'll get a fucking sponsor again someday. I really have not been on it. I love you guys. Whoa, forty six minutes. Who am I? Fucking Joe Rogan. I love you. Get in the Patreon. See ya.